All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Mm-hmm. Go, Yale, go. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I like to hear some Yale spirit up in this bitch. Fired up. Yale. Outside the window Yale. of Little Brick, it is minus 50. Inside the office at Little Brick, it is plus 50. Unbelievable. That window is working overtime right now uh. to keep the plus 50 from the minus 50. If them shit shatter on the air, well, that's science. I go to take Frank out this morning and just like, there is no showing how cold it is than when a dog refuses to go outside. He was hiding from me all over the house, under the, under the table, under the chairs. He's like, fuck you, bro. I'm not going out there. I, I, I was thinking on the drive in today about, the animals that have to live out in the wild and like, do, are they cold? Like, I know they're built to handle cold, but or like, what are they doing? They have to, right? Like, I mean, I saw the horses with some jackets on them or whatever, but like, that's not going to do shit, man. I saw a magpie in the tree outside Wanye Manor <laughs> on the branch, like puffed up feathers. Just looking at me like, bro, I made a bad decision. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bird. <laughs> yeah. I should have gone human. I should have gone to Kelowna. Yeah, but cool. I stayed. If I was a magpie, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Absolutely. Full disclosure, I'm taking my shoes off right now because it's so hot. I'd elected to wear really woolly socks. Ah. And uh, to combat the heat that I'm feeling right now. Take it all off, man. Some of the best podcasts are done nude. Yeah, it's an Indian sweat lodge version of uh, respect (laughs) of the podcast. Okay, second shoe. Those are some some kicks you got on there, too. Oh, yeah. I uh, I got some red wing shoes. Nice shout out. 
They're uh, <laughs> those look durable. They're legit. Uh, this this is I'm told these are a, uh, an asset in terms of you'll have them for the rest of your life. Huh. So if you can rent them out, then they're an asset. Yeah, if there's it, an Airbnb of shoes. When I apply for my next credit card, I will list them as a one as an pair. Asset. Yeah, one pair of Red Wings. One pair of Red Wings. What a weekend! Bag milk. Did you see my Instagram? Of course with I the did. Two guys shaking hands like with their dicks. Fantastic. <laughs> oh man, I saw that. memeing. Oh, I saw it ages ago, and I kept it. I have a special folder on my phone called "When Stuff Happens." And I always go and look through the photos that I want to make fun of and when stuff happens. And that was like when two non-pleasing things occur back to back that aren't the worst thing in the world. I'm going to use these bros. I say, I would say, I would go so far as to say you are even keeping the meme kids on their toes. <gasps> That's right. Go on. That's right. We got to keep them on their toes, man. We got to make sure that we are in the mix with our memes and our technology. When I talk to Kaylor Mimamoto on DMs, and yes, I will name drop him that we're best friends. I'm scared of him. He's a bigger deal than I am. And I'm like, God damn it. This kid at Kaylor.Mimamoto on Instagram is hilarious. Day after day after day after day after day. I think he's as funny as they get. I just like that there's a little community. We talk about memes a lot. Yeah. On the show. I love memes. I love me too. I get all I my lo- news from memes. I love that there's like a community of kids right now making Oilers memes, just making hockey memes, getting in the mix. Even though for I look because we've talked about how old Kaylor Mimamoto is, for someone that age, there's no reason to be an Oilers fan and be as engaged as he is. This is what being an Oilers fan means. If you're a super Oilers fan, is that all you have to do is this dark gallows sense of humor. Right, Nugent Memekins, my gal, lover, listener of this show, awesome, as funny as it gets. She's the best, and I don't know how you're right. I don't know how you would look at these things with anything other than gallows humor and be like, ha ha. The fact they can still stay creative, yeah, based on what they're witnessing. But well, like they, they like they pump out, pump out, and posts. hilarious. Oh, and like the level of detail, like some yeah. of the videos and stuff. Like there was a lot of effort to put that together. I've hit Ryan Nugent memekins up and been like, "Hey, can you Photoshop the word Chirelli onto a car crashing off a bridge?" And she'll be like, "Yeah, for sure." I'm just an English class. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> uh, is it legal for me to? Yeah. Uh, hmm, huh. Hilarious. They're Ken the underscore Inchcock. Yes. Classic yes. Oilers meme account. Classic. Yep. Great name. Oh, it's a, it's a <laughs> strong name. I, I, it is high praise bag milk. You would say I have any kind of meme game compared to these kids because I tell you what, they are funnier than anything we've ever done. I like making memes a lot. I do a lot of them and I feel like I have to. They're, they're putting the pressure on. If I am not trying to maintain what these guys are doing, then I'm out of the game. Well, Kaylor Mimamoto, when I first found him, it was like 200 people. He started tagging me and stuff, following. Next thing you know, he's at 6,600. I'm like, good Christ, this uh, kid's going to blow past me. I want to oh, be yeah. sending him gifts at Christmas. He's already passed me. It's amazing. Incredible. I had a conversation online mm-hmm. post-double OT matinee losses. Mid-Super Bowl. Is this a good weekend for the Oilers, yes or no? Here's what I want to say. Five on five, yes. Details need to be ironed out, but I'm going to choose to look at this weekend positively. I would have liked to see four out of four points. They got two out of four. Fuck, man. That first period against Philly, that is the best I've seen the Oilers play in months. Months. They were squashing them. Basically, the defensive zone was just like a pillow over Philly's face. and just Fuck you, ready. Philly. You 
stupid ready to choke him out and i was like god damn it if they can keep this up for 60 minutes this thing is over over and then they oilers again on the fucking power on the pk i should say pk they couldn't pull it off even though they, they did score a shorthanded goal but like there is a lot of positive to take for in the philly game i never felt nervous because they were playing like they had command and but they're they're obviously leaky on the on the penalty kill and then in montreal they kind of came out flat to start but then kind of got it back but then you know they were scoring finally on the pp but it's just there's a lot of good to take away from both those games but it was it was the little things a couple of the little things cuz they did a lot of the little things right um that proved very costly Costin covers that puck. They don't have a goal. He shouldn't have let that goal in to begin with. But, you know, like little thing like yeah. that. Like where it was there. Well, I was going to ask in you. In his grasp. So Brownlee wrote on the nation today, OilersNation.com. Excellent website, by the way, if you're wondering. Fantastic. I would go there over almost any Oiler blog. I would go there up to 48 times a day. Unbelievable. At least. Now, Brownlee wrote an article saying that the Oilers deserved better, but their goalies let them down. Jay, do you agree with that? Uh, definitely yesterday. Uh, I agree with that. It's tough to fault Talbot when they're power play goals, but you could probably make a case. Um, so that's that. That's one element. And then also like yesterday in the overtime that drove me crazy. I don't know if Brownlee wrote about this one off topic, but like why <laughs> doesn't... Other, OilersNation.com? At Oilers Nation. Is that the article you're talking about? The this is or, or, or an article that doesn't even exist. You should go try and find Oilers Nation. It's probably at Oilers Nation. We'll oh, it's definitely at Oilers Nation.com. I'd, I'd go to Oilers Nation.com. One of our authors wrote it at Oilers Nation. Or at least thought about it. Like in that in that overtime, what was Leon thinking? What? Why didn't he just push the puck the three feet it needed to go to send Connor on the breakaway? Why would he slow it down and try to turn this into a defunct two-on-one? Was this the two-on-o they had? Yeah. Well, it was a two-on-o, but because of dry set, it'll turn into a two-on-one. Yeah. All you do is shovel it. Like, Connor's that, gone. That's a, that, like, you've got the fastest player in the league there. He's gone. Because they not, picked not up the blue line. he's going to score, but he's going to – there's a good chance. Like, just little things like that where it's like th- those little things can mean the whole game after, like, they worked so hard. Like, sure, you know, in Philly, they couldn't do any PK, but their five-on-five game was tight AF. And just to like these little things be the things that cost them the two points. So like I'd rather them won a game and lost a game than see what I happened. That's what kind of leaves kind of it's it's kind of bittersweet. Like I'm I, there's a lot of positive to take, and I'm 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 not counting the guys out because they're starting to do more things right. Like they almost held the lead against uh, Montreal there. If it wasn't for that little like if Costin doesn't do that gaff, I got into an argument with a with a Flyers fan <laughs> on like. What was I even on? Like an ESPN <laughs> f- photo or something. I was looking at hashtags, uh, and I lipped a guy off, and I <laughs> I bit off more than I could chew. Were you I, doing a little Gary V there? Uh, what's that? Where you go into a hashtag in your always net always. and interact. I want to find Flyers fans when we're playing the Flyers. The one thing I always thought the nation would do, probably the only thing I thought the nation would do other than cover more playoff games that we're not doing, but I always thought we'd find a way to use the nation to find Bruins fans. Remember, we always used to talk about that. Yeah. Like, where do you go to tell off Sabres fans? And the answer is nowhere. I love looking at hashtags on Instagram and finding guys who are like my equivalent and telling them off. This one guy, though, <laughs> he was like, both your goalies suck shit. <laughs> like, you're full of crap and 
you know, the cheesesteak is an inferior sandwich. And oh, boy, he was like six, seven, eight comments. And I was like so many comments coming at me. I looked at who he was and he had a podcast, too. And I was like, oh my God, I've met my match. And that's when you just put your phone down and run away. Pretend like you had other shit to do. But in reality, you're just scared of someone. That was me. There are times though where it's fun just to throw a grenade and walk away. Yep. I like doing that on the Oilers one where I like to ask. I've been asking a lot if players will go to Chris's birthday. Nice. In March. Nice. Uh, Chris the intern, of course. Of course. <laughs> and OilersNation.com. OilersNation.com. Chris the intern. Unbelievable. Celebrating his birthday there. Now, 13 years old. Is- <laughs> yes. But how angry people get by such a stupid question is kind of my favorite. Kind of like it. It's like that little taste of chaos, but you're just being dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But still people get angry about it. When people get mad at me for being dumb, I like to come back at them dumber. (laughs) And like the first one they do is you pretend you don't understand they're being mad. So somebody's like, get out of here, you asshole. I'll be like, yeah, that guy should get out of here. They're like, no, you need to get out of here. Like, oh, or just come back at them with like a force field to dumb. If you're worked up and the guy you're mad at comes back at you with I'm stupid. It's worse. It's kerosene. Yeah. <laughs> I also like to go with the approach of agreeing. Wanya, you're stupid. You say, dumber than you'll ever know. Just and the other day, I wore my underwear backwards. <laughs> and you're just like, well, oh, I thought we were, I was up for a fight here. And this right. guy's just kind of taking it. All right. I never fight online. I'm going to, I don't care. No. I'd ra- I think it's funny. If someone takes the time to find me online and tell me off, I'm like, ah, are, are you watching Insta Famous on Netflix? Oh, yeah. 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 That was super interesting. There's just like, I'd never, the only person on there I'd heard of was fuck Jerry. Who's having issues right now yeah. with some comedians. However. Oh, why? Stealing content. Yeah. Oh, so he's getting fat Jewish. Yo, like crazy. And, but this one is huge in the sense that, especially with the fire festival documentary yeah, that just came out them for the fire festival. Like before that documentary. No, since they came out and like they, they found, found out, the out that Jerry Media has produced it and along with, you know, whatever. And they took a cut of essentially scamming people. But they'd also allegedly, in my opinion, paid to promote the fire Festival, too. Yeah. And they probably would have had to have cut the, I can't remember his name, the, the Ja guy, Rule? The other guy. It's murder. That's because like, Ja Rule. Because <laughs> unless, well, yeah, they would have had to cut that guy in on the. Jeffrey Akins, a.k.a. Ja Rule? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Elliot Treble? Elliot that Treble. That's no, 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 no. The uh, the guy, the scammer. Billy McFarland? Billy McFarland. Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy McFarland. Yeah. He's not the hero. That's a team player. So you're saying they had to cut him in on the documentary well, you about think? him? Wouldn't you think? Because like, like, it's news, though. It's tough. Like They don't cut Trump in on revenue about news about Trump. This is a documentary about news. And have but you guys it, seen the, the footage, though? It's not like it wasn't, it wasn't like reported on. It's like he was a character in the show. But that was like Jerry Media, since they produced the whole thing, wouldn't that be their footage? Because they also said that, that's true. That they got ripped off and they didn't fully pay the bill, so they kept it all. Okay. Okay. Fair I enough. I think. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. If you watch the Hulu version, because. What? Bill- Hulu? How the hell do you get Hulu in uh, Canada? Oh, I'm just streaming, bro. Oh, man. I'm streaming, baby. Shit. I'm in the dark web. You got a smart fridge? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell. Smart toaster. Send me faxes. <laughs> uh, that one, Billy McFarlane, is a feature in the documentary in the sense that he's being interviewed by the documentarians. So what part, what involvement does that he have in probably, that one? Yeah. yeah. Super interesting though. That one, uh, I won't wrap, I'll just real quick. They take a lot of shots at fuck Jerry in the Hulu version. Okay. Just because, oh, now you're releasing this documentary about the scam you helped spread. Yeah, Congratulations. Allegedly, of course. In your opinion. In my opinion. But anyway, my original point was Insta Famous. I just started getting into it. Yeah. Man, I love the internet sometimes. 
the way these people are getting famous and making it into a brand, I find super interesting. Like Daddy Longneck? Oh, Daddy Longneck? Well, listen, if you got those kind of rap skills, you deserve to be famous. Yeah, you're going to be famous sooner or later if you can rap as good as Daddy Longneck. It's just bonus that you got a giant neck. Yeah, but like there's this one guy who he just like walks around and feeds wild animals and they all seem cool with him. Yeah, that's like his thing. And I was just like, man, I never heard of this guy till today, but I'm following him because I'd like to see a guy feed some. He talks all sassy, right? Like, damn, look at that deer, yo. He's like, yeah, damn deer. And he's talking to them like they're his friends. Yeah, I love it. So anyway, it's just they're eight minute episodes. You crush them. But they're super interesting just to see how people are making a name for themselves and getting themselves famous on the internet. I feel like you're one of those guys, Beg. Not even close. I feel like you are. How many followers do you have on Insta? I bet you have more than me. Uh, well, you're, you're killing me on Twitter. I can't even look at you in the eye. You're so much more popular than I am on Twitter. I'm like, just, shit, bag milk share. I wonder if he needs anything. I just want some of that influencer kind of uh, big dick swinging, you know? When's that coming? You're famous for eating beets, man. <laughs> oh, God. I wish I wasn't, though. You are, though. You have a thing online. Yesterday, somebody really kind of nailed it where he said, you know what these beat casts are? It's like a community for the upset. We all kind of come in, we talk about the Oilers game, we vent a little bit, go through some numbers, we go through some stats, we go through what we like, what we didn't. It's just a good time. It's turned into like a little thing where there's maybe a hundred of us hanging out for 20 minutes. They're therapy beats. Therapy beats. I mean, I'm the only one that gets punished for it. I mean, I think everybody should eat beats, but it's a... Well, it's it's, it's like those YouTube channels, like seven-year-olds playing with toys that other seven-year-olds watch. It's like aspirational. Yeah, I get it. What you're doing, Bag Milk. Thank you. Let's take a break. Speaking of getting it, speaking of influencer money. Speaking of beats also, after the break, I've got some math for you. Some beat math. Shoot. We'll be back after this Real Life Podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly. Jappa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group. Join the family. Did Josh actually play the guitar in the Jappa ad? <laughs> oh, full, Absolutely. Full yeah, he played every instrument in that ad. That's unbelievable. It, just different takes. So, like, just one with, like, you know beating the drum and then he actually made his way to an lrt station where he set up a case and then he was playing songs for everybody and he paid for his meal later that evening i just talented man i keep texting josh screenshots of the weather here and josh is back in brisbane why would you do that to let him know i know that he knows that i know that it's cold here and warm but it's like unseasonably hot there like it's their hottest summer ever fourth hottest summer ever in australia right now an equatorial vortex so I send them to Josh, like, what would you prefer, minus 26 or plus 42? And he's always like, the cold, bro. He's like, I can't take the heat now anymore. Well, I'm going to ask you that question. What would you prefer? Cold. Because you can throw on more layers. When it is 45 degrees or whatever it is, you can't rip your skin off as much as I've tried. Yeah. Having lived in Mexico for a little bit now and in Hermosillo, best place, when it's plus 45, as it was when I was there some days, I understand why people take naps. Because it's literally so bloody hot if you get hit. Whereas if you walk into minus 23 and you're like tired, you don't even need coffee. Oh, yeah. You walk <laughs> out. Punch in the throat. Mother Nature gives yeah. you a clap back to the testes if you uh, oh, yeah. if you have them. Any, yeah. any, 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 any morning in the winter where I get the opportunity to shovel the walk in the cold, I, I go to work alert, yeah. clear-minded, yeah. ready to attack the day. And Mother Nature's providing a workout. Take that, Australia. Yeah. 
I was so bored watching the Super Bowl after watching two matinees yesterday that I said to myself, Wanya, you old codger. That's how I talk. It's time to go for a walk. Time to walk your ass around the block because it is fucking cold. I made it nine minutes before Pretty I had good. to come back. That's not bad. So all in, I did 12 minutes because it was like my nostrils glued shut. Yeah. The whole situation. I was, I was outside doing some outside stuff, I guess. Delivering flyers? Mainly like vehicle related, like plugging in your truck or whatever, sure. getting the extension cords ready. And, I, you know, heavy layers up top. Obviously, red wing boots, good footwear. Actually, no, I was wearing my Sorrells. Asset. Just, just, just horn myself out here. Two assets. Me. Did you just name check Sorrells? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and uh, it was, I was fine everywhere except for my thighs. I was just wearing denim and like I've never felt like I, I like my, my thighs were under attack. It felt like they were, I don't know, like collapsing from the inside. They were so cold. Like I had to come inside because my thighs were cold. I don't think I've ever experienced that in my life. Then I go and check Twitter. There's some girl. There was some like half marathon yesterday yeah, or something. The, in Edmonton. the hypothermia challenge or something. Yeah, like this lady that ran it got frostbite on her thighs. So apparently it's a thing. <sighs> Visuals for everyone. Just picture my thighs, ladies and gentlemen. Bag milk, I want to do Frosted. a sexy reveal to you right now. Go ahead. Look down at my foot. Do you see any socks? Oh, there is not a sock to be found. Never wear socks. Never. Wow. You don't have sour shoes, though? Nope. Good for you. The thing that drives me nuts more than anything, more than any feeling, fingernails on a chalkboard, any of that shit, is when I'm wearing socks. Really? Because I feel like my toes are, like, in a tomb. And if you try and, like, wiggle the arch of your foot and, like, your toes, <laughs> that feeling where you can't because you're wearing socks, it honestly gives me the willies. I feel like you're wearing the wrong socks. Yeah. What do you mean? Like a nice light cotton, something like that. A little breathable. I need to make stretch. my toes do this. Yeah, you need a little stretch. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm moving my, I'm my wiggling piggies around. in, these, wearing uh, any in shoes. these woolies. You're not wearing any shoes right now. All right, now I know. It's more for me like socks and shoes. Gotcha. I feel like they're dying. I feel like I've, got, like I've got my, my shoes on right now and I'm wiggling my little tootsies. Well, yeah. Whatever, man. It's my neuroses, not yours. Do you want Next to know? You'll tell me Howard Hughes shouldn't have been keeping all his <laughs> pee in jars and that's silly. <laughs> Let us have our things. Are we not allowed to do that? Keep pee in jars? Keep pee in jars. Howard Hughes did. Do you want to know some beat math? Yes, with the numbers. So yesterday, somebody asked me on the beat cast, how many beats have you eaten? Oh, boy. If you were to guess, and let's talk weight now, because I've got an oh. answer. I've got an answer for you. Shit. You eat one can of beets. One 14-ounce can of beets per loss. So how many ounces in a kilometer? Yeah, are you going to quote us ounces or do I need to convert to pounds? This is in pounds, my friends. So I need to convert to pounds. So I got my friend Alexa to do the math for me. ounces in a pound, I believe. So one can's just under the Oilers have lost a million games. <laughs> and I'll also remember I'm doing losses and OTLs. OTLs count. They're a loss. A loss is a loss. Uh, I'm going to put you at 70 pounds. So... 70 pounds. So, so far, we've got 24 losses, 5 OTLs for 29 total losses, which equals 29.4 pounds of beats. Oh, so just far. this season. Oh, I thought just we were going lifetime. Season. Oh, sorry. Last year was 38 pounds. So, if you want to oh, add them okay. together. Yeah, I wasn't far off. No. You've eaten like 87 pounds of beets? I'm a stupid man, Wanye. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Sorry, 29 pounds this season? 29 pounds. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, like just, just picture lifting. Like, how big with that bag of beets be my dog frank pounds. is 30 pounds you ate one frank worth of beets one frank worth of beets that's what we should call this one one frank worth of beets right. it'd be cool if there's a beet enough big if there was a beet big enough that you could maybe carve a little 30 pound frank and just eat through. yeah 
like a like an ice sculpture, but but made of beet. Yeah, made of terrible devil's testicle. And then you eat it, vegetable, over the course of a season because your team is driving you crazy. Yes, literally. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a little uh, little fun math for you, Wanya. You're a good guy. No, no. <laughs> now I, I I hate to bring it up because I don't <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm not impressed because I'm impressed. <laughs> Jay, if anybody, if, if if tomorrow morning we decided to have Oilers Nation sell bazookas, we would be legally responsible for this, correct? As the owners of the business? It's some, um, yeah, yeah. If we encouraged people to call Kevin Lowe on his cell phone and gave it out on Oilers Nation, could he come after us for, like, releasing information? We're kind of responsible for what happens on the website, is my point. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Ultimately, if anyone's doing anything yeah. shifty. yeah. At some point, do we have to legally step in and put some motherfucking pants on Dan and tell yeah. him not to go running outside? Thing is, with Dan, I don't think he will. Like he is doing this on his own volition. Like we've we have- told Dan so many times that the bet is over, man. That was last season. I don't understand why he's doing this. He's like, he he's got to have the same mentality as like an Olympic athlete or something of like self-flagellation and like self-punishment of like, why would you ever want to run an ultra marathon to begin with? Like. I saw somebody the other day, they're like, my my girlfriend's a doctor, and she says you're going to permanently harm the skin in your legs. And Dan's Instagram's like, whatever, man, that's what has to happen. <laughs> like, if this motherfucker freezes solid and drops dead by yeah, the side no, of the road, isn't it on us, Jay? Well, there's been numerous encounters where we've asked to stop. We'll probably have to put it in writing where he acknowledges like a waiver like we tried, and that he's doing this on his own accord. <laughs> Because even when they were over we don't 500. Even, like, do we even talk about it on like the nation accounts anymore? Like, this is just him talking about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like mean, we have we have isolated from a liability standpoint. I think we've created enough. Well, layers. actually, you know what? I think the nation retweets his runs. Okay, so we may have to stop that <laughs> because that might be the last straw or the string they can pull to to bring us into court. That photo he put up, the poor guy. I, I love Dad. He's hilarious. That's oh, why yeah. I, I'm not trying to diss him. No, no, but, we, but you're right. We're, at we're, some point, do we, we have the, to protect the business? You know how you hate the powers that be. You're like, screw you, Viacom, for only putting one good song on the latest Aqua album. <laughs> We're the powers that be in this instance with Dan running around pantsless and minus 50. I'm surprised yeah. no one's gone to where he runs. Um, he puts an end to this, like Forrest Gump. Or runs well, it was him. funny because yesterday, yesterday, Yukon Jack stepped in. He's like, the fight is over. Let's stop this. You and the beat eating moron. Whereas I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm dancing with some kidney stones. That's fine. He could lose his legs. Yeah that's, yeah, that's actually kind of serious. It's it's heavy duty weather out there, man. On uh, on Friday, I pulled up to Jasper Ave, and it was like full storm mode. And there was a lady in a wheelchair crossing the street, and she got caught in the snow. This happened before. I didn't like sit there and watch this happen, Jay. If you're wondering, <laughs> I rolled up, and it was already in progress. And an EPS cruiser pulled over, and the lady cop jumped out of the EPS cruiser and pushed this lady not only across the street down the block to where she was going oh what a saint and it was like sideways wind as cold as it could get and i thought you know what this is the kind of edmonton that i like being in and this is why edmonton's better than anywhere else so if eps pull up and see a guy not wearing pants running would they assume he's escaping his captor yeah (laughs) or can we call the eps and have the same nice lady Come and talk Dan out of running all the time. Oh, that's the play. Or, I or think. maybe just wrap so, a blanket around his lower portion, exposed portion, and let him keep running. The 
next time the Oilers lose, we do a preemptive call to the police yeah. and say some moron is Let's running around. Let's dime out, Dan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dime out, We're going to rat him out. Yeah. He's going down. Has to. I'm worried. I'm worried so, that man. he'll freeze in a snowbank and we'll go to his funeral and be very sad. And somebody will look aloud to the sky or to the heavens and go, why didn't anybody <laughs> stop this guy from running? And I'm going to go, shit. I probably okay. think of the page views, though. So many page views. You know, that's the kind <laughs> of thinking that gets Gucci Berry punched in the stomach on Instagram regularly. We do not need to have somebody who's famous for hurting himself. <laughs> Yeah, we should put a moratorium. We should set some weather guidelines around this that he needs to follow. Yeah, I think that's fair. Or like, like, like Chris doing push-ups is great. Does he even do them though? It doesn't. No, do Chris is behind like six hundred push-ups. Yeah, he's lazy. Yeah, oh, he's super lazy. Well, he that's also, I respect. Dan. He also banged up his wrist. He did bang up his wrist. He's got a, push-ups. He's got a refing injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took a puck in the wrist. Oh, fair. So now fair, he's, fair. he's got an upper body. This is where Dan's injury. amazing though. He's like so dedicated. Yeah. Well, I think Chris should be trying to work on one arm push-ups. Oh, yeah. I'm saying there's no excuse, Chris. And to be fair, we should just because it's one arm, one push-up should count as two against Agreed. his debt. Yes. Agreed. I think Chris is mailing it in. He, he is. The, He's checked before out. Before the injury. <laughs> what have they done to hurt you, Chris? Yeah. What have they done? Okay. So we have to put a moratorium on Dan. We've set some uh, weather guidelines around Dan or give him something to run in that maybe can scratch the itch of wanting to wear shorts. I think it's the lungs, warm. man. It's, it's your lungs inhaling that much air that cold is actually really bad. Totally bad. Yeah, we uh, we play an outdoor hockey game every Christmas. And one year it was like minus 30. We still did it. And we played for like two hours. And I got strep throat. And I've never had strep throat in my life. Yeah. So I can uh, I can believe what you're saying. Well, we got nothing done. We've debated we've every item on the list we, that we wanted. No, to no, no, no. I got all, everything I know. I haven't said shit about yet. But I just mean or about none about Dan. We've we've explored it on the air. That's right. In the eventual trial of Dan freezing to death, wearing an Oilers Nation T-shirt, when we're sure. called on the stand, I'm going to play the last ten minutes of the podcast to show we weren't in support of it. And no. I'd like to say hi to everybody in courtroom C down at the courthouse. <laughs> they kept letting this thing play. <laughs> we'll be back after this real life podcast. Sumojerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at sumojerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted maw and paw jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high quality handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at Sumo jerky.com it shows up once a month deliver it as a gift if you like have it sent to your work for a little pick me up during the day sumo jerky.com follow them on instagram at sumo jerky for pictures of their meat or sign up for the service yourself sumo jerky.com once a month meat delivered right to your door it's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up my favorite day of the month is sumo jerky delivery day sumo jerky.com to get started we were talking at the break and realized we were borderline interesting so we said we'd save it <laughs> Bag milk. Yes. Super Bowl ads. I Just, honestly did not watch very many of them. I was kind of like, I had the game on. I'm weaving in and out of the room. 
Back to the kitchen, we were making some homemade wings. It's nice. Baked them myself. A couple of flavors. One was a tandoori chicken. One was a piri piri. Oh, had some some BLs on ice. (laughs) Oh, nice. Wow. Little salad. It's a romantic night. It was nice, man. Sounds to me like you got a nice little home life. I didn't watch a lot of the commercials. I will admit. Jay, did you watch any of the commercials? If you were, you would have caught that there is a commercial for Bumble. Ah, people would be fucking. But now they're like trying to translate it also into like business business stuff. Okay. But probably still including fucking. Yeah. That's yeah, like payment have, for services. Yeah, you have to talk about it during. It's a marketplace of fucking, yes. <laughs> Did you see the Microsoft ad for the kids with physical challenges? They're making new controllers now. Oh, wow. So it's like little guy's got some horrible disease and it's all very terrible. And he's got his little friends around and he's like, when I'm g- gaming, I'm just as good as everybody else and I have no limits. And it shows him destroying his little buddies at whatever game they're playing. And then... She talks to the parents who are like gaming so good for him because it gives him something to do with his friends. Da, 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 da. Like, I don't know why every ad in the Super Bowl this year's goal was to make try and make you cry, but it was a bit nuts. Anyways, Microsoft's rolled out like special game pads now for people who have physical impediments that work with systems. It was a really nice ad. Then there was the Washington Post ad about democracy dies in darkness and how they are not like we are not fake news. We are real news. Washington Post. Owned by Bezos. Ah, it was heavy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's weird. I, I think about that a lot, how it's weird where you could catch me stealing and I could go full shaggy and that's just kind of acceptable at this point. It wasn't me? Exactly. It wasn't me. And people just kind of like, oh, uh, okay. Well, I guess it wasn't him then. And then you just move on to the next thing. Like, that's just the where we're at now. You can just attack back. Totally deny, and you seem to be fine. Well, that Washington Post ad was hard-hitting, man. Whoo, boy. We should make an Oilers Nation one like that. We are not fake news. Oilers Nation. (laughs) Sam Gagne to be next captain of the Oilers. We were once fake news. (laughs) We are no longer fake news. We We called the Connor haircut. Called? No, no, we broke it. Broke it. It was news. It wasn't even a guess. We had sources. We had everything. It It was journalism at its finest. We broke the Scotty Upshaw PTO days before anybody else. We got them sources, man. I think man. the only one thing we've ever got wrong was that. That's hey. it. But that's okay. Remember, though, I was going in hot because but I said that miss, miss big because yeah. we can win with a miss. I will still stand behind. Sam Gagne was named captain of the Oilers, but they're due to some fuckery. There was, there was a cycling fraternity, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. I know a couple things right now, Bag Milk. I would like to hear them. A couple things. Nothing that good, but... Sometimes I can call down to the bus depot and catch somebody leaving town who may have heard something in their time over at Roger's place. I heard, first of all, that dude Manny Viveros is Coach on the Tanny Manny? Tanny Manny got a Mohawk Viveros. He looks great. His suit looks- game's always strong, too. I was like, who the hell let an Ecuadorian pimp on the Oilers bench during this game? He looks boss. Absolutely looks boss. He is on the bench for the first time last game. And that's, and that's wild to me because he was brought in as a guy who is a younger coach that's worked his way through, kind of like he's paid his dues. 
He's got ideas. He's supposed to be a big idea guy. He's supposed to be a player's coach. So the idea that that was the first time he's been down on the bench during a game is mind-blowing to me. I think it's they're not even leveraging like the whole reason why they hired him. Well, who knows what he's doing he's off He's a ice great these communicator. Guys, right? He's a player's guy. Like You need that guy on the bench. But And correct me if, you're, if I'm wrong because my hockey career consisted of walking past a hockey arena with a game going on. Don't you want guys like that a lot of times for like off ice help and like talking to players in between games and stuff like well, that? Well, you got to think that's happening. This is what I'm told. I hope. I'm told that like Viva Rose is a very positive dude, like a very, very good positive influence on the players. He's a player's coach and his influence within the room is starting to increase. Excellent. And he vaulted himself onto the bench last game for the first time. Good, man. Like, I think they need a guy who can see the bright side can see the silver lining. Well, that's normally the the dynamic of coaching is you've got, you know, dictator head coach who's hard and cracks the whip, and then you've got player-friendly assistant coach. Yeah. I don't listen to him. Just come on. What are you really thinking? Hey, we're pals. That's fine. We're hiding on the back of the plane, flying down to San Jose. What are you doing later? Yeah. Yeah. I'm old enough to be older than the players, but young enough to not be an old guy. Hey, what's up? You want to go for pizza? It's fine. Let's go. I remember stuff you remember. Yeah. Just not the same age group. I have an Instagram. Follow me. Yeah. (laughs) I too made millions in the NHL. (laughs) So that's good news. It's also worth noting if we're looking for good news. And I I suppose I could say this is my best of the week, but let's not do that this week. Sorry, Jared. (laughs) Bakersfield is doing really well. The Oilers AHL affiliate. They've won 12 games in a row. They are lighting the world on fire. And you can't tell me that an organization whose cupboard is bare for prospects, as we have historically been, it's like, how's the NHL team doing? Shit. How's the HL t- team doing? I don't know. Minor league shit. 12 wins in a row. The cupboard is not bare anymore with prospects. Bakersfield is currently sitting in second place in the Pacific Division in the AHL, right they, behind the San Jose Barracuda. So they went 12-0. and 0. They would have had to start that 13 and... Holy smokes. They would have been 16-15 and 15 when they started. Yeah, oh, and they just 14. went on absolute heater and they're one game under 500 and won 12 in a row they are not pushing away from the table perfect well that's good and leave the guys down there let's get them in a winning culture while we try to sort things up let's leave them the down there until they're overripe and well everybody is expiring yeah, let's leave cooper Marodi down there till he's 33 let's just dwell on calder cup championships yep. only and let's become the new dynasty let's stream calder cup games inside rogers place and charge full ticket price to watch Ooh. That now you're now you're now you're coming up with ideas hey? that make yeah. sense. All right. As long as the beers are full price, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool though, man. Like for a long time, the Oilers haven't had any prospects in their depth chart that were kind of big ticket players on the farm team. And this year that's not the case. Tyler Benson's leading the team in points. That's great news. Hopefully he can keep that up, stay healthy. You know what I mean? Cooper Marodi, we already talked about. Kaylor Yamamoto's down there. Jesse Pugliarvi should arguably be down there. It's starting to kind of... Maybe the snowball's turning? Here's what I'd do if I was in charge of Bakersfield. I'd go out and get anybody on earth with the last name Hedges. And I'd put him on a line with Tyler Benson. I'd call that the smoking line. Oh, that'd be funded by Big Tobacco. Oh, you know I can advertise. (laughs) Finally, just the, all of a sudden, yeah. every ad is billboards just everywhere. Town. Yeah, Benson right. hedges. Yeah, nothing illegal at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be like the Man U brand of hockey. Yeah, smoking line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, smoking. <laughs> Huge deal. Oh, jeez. Huge deal. If if uh, if uh, 
that goalie prospect that we had to play for the Oilers, Jeff Delorier, only changed his name to Jeff Dumorier. Now you're talking. Uh, That's the new sponsorship deals. You can't prevent someone from changing their name to Dumorier Light <laughs> and then spending $12 million over 12 years with them. Yeah. We've really felt, figured something out here today. Let's talk about this for a second. What is your price where you would change your name to, you know, Wanye Sarak. Well, I'll put you this way. I changed my name to Wanye for nothing. <laughs> and, you know, I'm pretty happy with the decision. Yeah, I'm kind of with you too. Like bag milk, you're not bag milk anymore. You are like Welch's grape juice. And I'm like, cool. Remember that time? <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Whatever, yeah. man. That's cool. Remember the guy? I can't remember what logo we got. Someone got a logo of a website at the hot of the dot com mania. Oh, Golden Palace. That's what it was. Was it like they'd yeah. always get people streaking with Golden Palace? People Casino. still have those ca- checks from Golden Palace, man. Even though the hype and the mania has bubbled off, the hundred grand to put that tattoo on your back, you still have it. Listen, so what I'm looking at right now is there are a lot of tobacco companies in California that are based there. I think this Benz and Hedges thing, you know, that may be the first draft, but we've got options. I'm seeing at least 30 that are based in California. I like this. I like this idea a lot. We are going to make some amateur athletes. Well, I guess they're pro athletes, but at the minor level. If you go 12 and 0 in the HL, it's a matter of time till Big Cigarette shows up with his wallet and says, I need to get a part of this. And if you can't legally change your name to do this, and all of a sudden, like you're born Tony Marlboro, like you've hit the lottery. Absolutely. So this is what Kate needs to do with the Oilers to start recouping some of his investment. He needs to make every player (laughs) change his name. Yeah, they should have the Edmonton Canadian. Oh, it's Viagra over to (laughs) Advil. I mean, Ocho Senko did it. Meta World Peace did it. Meta World Peace did it. This can happen. This can happen. Or maybe they don't want to change their name and they just change their performance name a la Calvin Broda Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's nice. Do you know what I mean? If you're going to have the ads be more entertaining than the actual sport, as was the Super Bowl, the <laughs> ads are 10 times more interesting than anything happened on field. I was livid with myself for watching the Super Bowl. Like most times I don't get FOMO ever. I get JOMO, the joy of missing out. But every time I'm near a TV during the Super Bowl, I'm like, shit, why don't you just play ball with the way the world works, Wanye, and you can do something else and have it on the background. But I swear to you, every football game I've ever watched in my life was like the Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, At one point they said, that's the longest punt in Super Bowl history. (laughs) Gives a shit. They are grabbing at any narrative to be able to sell the sizzle of that game. Like there's an argument to be made that a punter could have won, should have won the MVP. The only reason I was, to be completely honest, I didn't give a shit about the ads. The only reason I was really interested was the Brady story, whether you like it or you don't like it. There's something about a guy who won his first Super Bowl in 2002. And here we are in 2019 and he had a chance to do it again. There, there's, there's some compelling about that. and That's why I watched it. it. So if you believe in the juju of sports like momentum and things like that. There was zero chance the Rams were going to win that game because if they did, there was a giant asterisk attached to it because of that, all that officiating bullshit that went down in New Orleans. So they were doomed. There there was zero chance. I knew that so much that I actually bet a hundred dollars on the game. Did you? Yes. You won. I won. Good show. Because hey, you like, want to shout there, out any this... particular gambling website? Mr. Unwearing Sorrell. But uh, yeah, so it, 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 it's, it, they, like, I felt bad. Like they got this young QB, and, but like they were doomed before they even started. And if you believe 
if you believe in conspiracy, which I do, the NFL would want New England to win. For sure. So there isn't that asterisk. It just shuts up the narrative of, oh, well, that fucking blown call. This should have been New Orleans. I have no idea what blown call you're talking about. So there was a flagrantly <laughs> missed call. So like, no. it the flagrantly missed call that like at the, near the end of the game when New Orleans was up against the Rams, it was like blatant. So it was so, it was so blatant that they find the guy for the hit after the fact. Oh, really? But they didn't make the call on the field. <laughs> like that's like, that's yeah. how bad it was. Yeah. So if, if they call that hit and they call the penalty, the game's over. Like it's over. But they don't call the penalty, and it keeps the game alive, and the Rams took their chance and won. Jeez. So there was a lot of hate going uh, commissioner's way. But anyways, yeah. So like, I, like, I just knew they were doomed. There's no way they were going to win. Because like, if they won, it was going to have an asterisk. It was always going to be talked about. They shouldn't have been there, this, that, and the other. So if you believe in conspiracy or just the juju of sport, they were doomed. One day, man, a roommate walks in, bag milk, and goes, how's the game going? How's first half? And I go, without thinking, because I'm working while I'm watching it. Did you know that local company Poppy and Barley made the cheerleader (laughs) boots for the LA Rams? They did. Yeah, they've been making them for six years. That's incredible. Roommates like, shout out. That's the highlight you have is like in midway through the second quarter. And that's the only thing that I think was worth noting, blurred out. It was three nothing at the half. There was a great tweet, and I wish I remembered the account where it was just like, could you imagine spending three grand to go see Maroon 5 in a field goal? I fucking love that. That's just so good. With the NFL on the ropes, and I think it's bad. I think this whole kneeling thing is bad for everybody. It's bad for you. But, like, they needed a big game. Super Bowl advertisers didn't want to do ads for the first time ever. Actors and actresses refused to appear in ads that were going to be used during the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. A lot of artists for the halftime show. That was a whole thing. Yeah. It's like, will I am tribute act. <laughs> like nobody wanted to perform. Mick Jagger was supposed to come out and sing with Maroon 5. Nope. Christina Aguilera was supposed to come out and sing with Maroon 5. Because there was prop bets, right? Because Travis Scott was out. No. That Drake would also come out and they'd do sicko mode. Obviously, that didn't happen. I love me some Travis Scott. That was shit. I didn't even watch the halftime. It was shitty shit shit. If you got children listening, I apologize, but even the kids already understand that this was not good rapping. I don't understand, though. The, the thing that I don't understand is the people that are aggressively shitting on any halftime show it is, no matter who it is, they'll oh, just sure. be like, you can't have Maroon 5 there. That's bullshit. You can't have, you need Metallica every single year or something like that. And it's just like, it doesn't make sense. I saw someone tweet uh, that Maroon 5 is the Nickelback of the U.S., and I would argue that's Imagine Dragons. Boom, roasted. Well, and I would argue that they're all fantastic bands. I love, I Nickelback. love Nickelback. So I like some Nickelback songs. I like some Maroon Five songs. Yeah, Adam Levine's a talented motherfucker. He's a good-looking dude. I'll oh. grant him that. But I don't really get too jiggy for any Maroon Five songs. There's yeah. nothing that really gets me going. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, there's no anthems. They're not gonna do that. But they, 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 they're, they're okay. Super Bowl. Ad, I mean, I like the drum line. Did the drumline in the choir? Uh-huh. That was dope. Uh-huh. But Super Bowl is hard because you got everybody with their little flags trying to dance in time and shit. Well, it's, it, I, I got a sense. It seemed like there were there were so much different noises going on when they brought the choir out and then the band was playing. Like you know, in Dewey Cox, yeah, uh, he's he's trying to like make a comeback and he's taking forever to re- release this album and he's trying to fuse all these different sounds together. Like I kind of got that vibe from it. I felt like. 
if you took every single member of Maroon 5 out except Adam Levine and just replaced them with random people from the crowd not dressed in football gear, no one would know. I 100% agree. There's no way that the Maroon 5 guys, they must treat him like royalty. I I don't know if Adam Levine gets more than the other members of Maroon 5. Oh, for 5. sure. Does he? Yeah, for sure. Kind of like the I was listening to a Chris Martin interview from Coldplay and he gets it's forty. There's four four members. Forty twenty 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 is the split. Is in, in that? So I'm assuming with Adam Levine Veen is 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 probably because he he he's gone solo and been successful, yeah. but he stays with Maroon Five at the same time. So I think there's a similar split there. I actually think it's interesting that he got so much blowback last night that he actually released a statement about it today on his Instagram. Uh, when we accepted the responsibility to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, I took up my pen and just wrote. I wrote some words that came to me in the moment, eventually made their way onto the incredible lanterns that flew high and low tonight. We want to thank the universe for this historic opportunity to play the world's largest stage. We want to thank our fans for making it possible. And we want to thank our critics as well for pushing us to be better. One love. Huh. Levine. Those drone lights were pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, I, to nobody, because I watch a game by myself, baby, I said, <laughs> Ha! Imagine the drones were weaponized and started to attack. <laughs> Don't give anyone any ideas. It says love, and it's just like, eh, bzz, 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 yeah. death. <laughs> I think the way forward will be to have the death drones kind of like projecting holograms onto the stage as the performance. And then like good drones fight the bad drones, and everybody starts cheering for the drone war at halftime. I'd watch a drone war. Yeah. I'm all about drone war this year oh, on yeah. the History Channel. <laughs> Let's take a break. Real Life Podcast. Back after this. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle... Alberta. Ask for award-winning Righan in your liquor store and visit RighanDistillery.com. We're back. Post-Super Bowl podcast edition. Where the wrap-up edition that you all wanted to hear. What was of, our take yeah. of the Super Bowl? Two out of three people think it doesn't matter for shit, and the other guy won 100 clams. I just I like to think that Chalmers will listen back to this episode, and he'll just be pissed off about how little you and I cared about it. Chalmers <laughs> texted the group. I want to be there, but my son's got a doctor's <laughs> appointment. I said, sure. That's why Howard Stern wasn't on the show last week, too. Chalmers. I can't imagine he would be thrilled to hear us run down the favorite sport of his. He'd be like, what are you, crazy? Didn't you notice that James Marshall ran for three yards in the second <laughs> half, eclipsing the all-time record by a running back from Alabama? Like, who cares? Honestly, the thing I was looking forward to the most when I was watching was the Giselle reactions, to be honest. Oh, there was an over-under on how many times she'd be seen, and it was at two and a half, and I believe she was only shown twice. The prop bets were hilarious. My favorite prop bet that I saw was what color Gatorade would be poured on the victorious coach. Blue. And it was blue. Last year was yellow. Ah. Last year was yellow. Yeah. There was, what else was there for... You can bet on anything. I find that incredible. But like, what prevents... So there was a, we talked about Maroon 5 and they, there was a lot of bets what song they would play first. What prevents Adam Levine from betting on himself? Because this isn't like... Oh, yeah. This now, isn't, think about the Gatorade color. There's someone leaking info to someone because oh, they sure. know what color it's going to be. That's what I'm saying. Like, what stops that? We're not talking about trading stocks here. This is prop betting. If I'm Adam Levine, I'm going to put big money on myself to play sugar. Fuck. 
What if I told you go completely off the board? The entire NFL could be based on that construct. They decide everything in advance. And that's why New England won. That's why New England won. Everything is wrestling. Everything. Did you see Robert Kraft dancing on stage with Cardi B on the Saturday? Oh, geez. Did I ever? He looks like he is in tip-top shape. He He also looks like he's having a great time. He does. How much... I was was thinking about this watching the, the Super Bowl ending when Tom Brady was like accosted by 400 photographers at the end. And CBS had the the sideline lady who was like one foot eight trying to interview him, and she kept getting knocked to the ground. That was more entertaining than most of the game. But how much does Robert Kraft love Tom Brady? Oh, oh, like geez. you could be rich as Daryl Cates has proven and not win diddly squat, right? Six Super Bowl rings Tom's delivered. Yep. And Robert Kraft gets to go to NHL owners meetings and just walk around like he, sh- you know what doesn't you know what? Hundred percent. You know what? Actually, though, now that I'm thinking about it. Fuck Boston in the sense that they're having way too much sports fun. Way too much Jeez. sports fun. Like, and it's been like for like 18 years. But like, they had that stretch beforehand of like 100 years where nothing went right. I know, but it's so hot right now. I wonder if a, a city has ever had a run like they've had collectively. Like in this year, they've already won the Super Bowl. Red Sox won the World Series. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics are good and the Bruins are good. Like, so who knows? That city annoys me for how much fun they're having. There are kids that grew up in Boston that don't know anything but winning. I feel like that's what happened to kids that were like five years older than us. Well, bag me up. We have a bigger gap. Jay, five years older than us that were like, oh, yeah, I was, you know, in my late single digit age through early teens Uh, when the Oilers were dominant. Like, I didn't know enough to realize what we were seeing. I bet you there's a lot of kids in Boston like that, too. Totally. Little bastards. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a title now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's a post that circulates every now and then. It's like a 12-year-old kid holding like a sign that said all the parades he's been to already in his life. Yeah. I remember the yak slide. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the thing about being an Oilers fan is that when we do get to have our parade, we'll really, we'll respect it and cherish it and not take it for granted. This city goes bananas. I remember leaving Roger's place after the game six win against the Ducks when Drysaddle scored a hat trick. I threw a hat, by the way, and caught a sign, went back from Mark Lutestu. That goes, that's beyond the point. I remember leaving the front doors of Roger's place down 104th Ave and just the sea of people going bananas. And that was game six. It's not like they even won the series, but like this city deserves a champion. I was very drunk on Saturday night and went back and looked at all my Instagram posts from the playoffs of 2017. And I went on an emotional roller coaster. I bet. I felt so good looking at those photos. Remember we were down in San Jose taking photos of everybody. We had all the videos of everyone partying. I'd forgotten. Like I hadn't watched them since. Yeah. We were having the best time. Yeah. The best time. Yeah. And we said, we're we're prescient in our thinking bag milk and said, shit. We better go to all the games in San Jose and Anaheim because you never, ever know. Chris, you never know. Chris, the intern, his pinned tweet on his Twitter account, at to the nation, Chris, is from Ford Hall after an OT win or something. And when the whole place was shaking, which I'm pretty sure is not structurally We were sound. told by a guy who knows a lot that that shouldn't do that. So I'm just thinking like, that was just, there was no series win there. That was just a big win. And how this city goes crazy. Like, I love Oilers fans. I love Oilers fans. Nothing makes me madder, honest to God, than people going, well, Oilers fans are so negative, Jay. You know, the problem with the team is the Oilers fans. They're, they're so negative. Are you out of your tree? 
Give me a break. Just win some games and watch us go years. bananas. If the Oilers... 11 of 12 years, sorry. If you just took the, the statistically most, like the average team over the last 13 years in the NHL, if the Oilers were just that good, Oilers fans would be thrilled. 100%. Who can watch a historically bad team for as long as they have? Who also hates us? Let's just also <laughs> throw it <laughs> <up>. Yeah. <laughs> right? Who on top of it, like, looks down their nose at fans and says, screw you, you guys are the problem, you're so negative. While you come to the games and buy all the garbage cans that are branded. You couldn't be watching this team and be as positive as most people are right now. I think most people just want the others to be good. They don't particularly care who's in charge or who owns the team or whatever. And now you're starting to see that the other thing I really don't like is the, the, the fan-driven narrative that Connor wants to leave. Yeah. I want, I've got some thoughts on it. I want to know what, what you're thinking. Like, why, why do we do, well, we talked about this a lot. Like, is it the Pronger trade that made us this way? Is it the Gretzky, the Gretzky sale trade. that made us this it's way? the Gretzky trade. So what, what are you thinking? I was talking to a buddy of mine on the weekend who was at the All-Star game down around the media and the secret areas with the lanyards. And he heard Connor get asked with no cameras, do you want to leave? Connor, this is like no cameras around, like got really agitated with the guy and goes, do I want to leave? No, I don't want to leave. Do you think I want to be the first superstar to get drafted by a team and then have it go badly and then ask for a trade? No, I'm not that guy. And like told him like forcefully to the point the guy messaged me and said, just heard your boy talking. He does not want to leave Edmonton ever. And that is why we have hope. If I was the Oilers, I would go out and get, uh, uh, you know, like the LeBron ad in Cleveland where yeah. he's got his arms out all down the new arena side. I do not want to leave Connor McDavid, 97 Oilers captain. Well, get, just get get that out there. Like we got to start. You got to start respecting the fans and just sharing some of this information, because right now, you know, we are left to make up our own stories. left to make up our own stories. Of course, we're going to think negative because it's been so fucking shitty. How does Bob Nicholson come out and address Oilers fans and spend almost an equal amount of time talking about Yamamoto being on? He's like, Yamamoto's great. Yeah. We send him down as he does talking about Connor McDavid being an Oiler, having back-to-back scoring championships, yeah. being under contract until the end of time. Yeah. And who's personally on a mission to make Edmonton awesome. How are they not taking an Oilers TV mic and yeah. putting it in front of Connor going, hey, say that thing again. Yeah. What they could do and this would be so easy given the resources is they could just put together like three, four minute sit down with Connor where he talks about the city and what it means to him to bring it back. Like how easy would that be? That would go viral everywhere. Yeah. The number, if, if you're, if you're trying to like exercise the demons from the Oilers and figure out what's in the water and all this kind of shit, the first thing these people have to do is take control of the narrative of what's going on with the team. Yeah, because by never telling fans anything and having this many rabid fans by never. I remember a few years ago, it was like game 77 and somebody inconsequential was hurt and they were like, what's his injury? And the guy was like undisclosed as though it had any impact on anything. I like when they do that, too, when it's very obvious on TV what's happened. Like they tried to do it with Clefbaum where they said it's an upper body injury. Uh, Fuck me. We all saw him take the clapper to the hand. We know what it is. And they're 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 like still in the mindset of like we got to keep everything under wraps. We got to keep everything tight-lipped. Guess what? 
Nobody gives one thunderous shit about most of your secrets anymore, gang. No. Because you are laughably terrible and everybody's mad at you. The first thing you got to do is get out. And they tried with oil change, but it was so hilariously tone deaf. It was like asking North Korean factory owners about their output. Like, we've never made more shoes ever. Shoes from Pyongyang. (laughs) We we eat three square meals a day, always. I've never been at the end of a bayonet. (laughs) (laughs) Connor's the hero we deserve, and they're not letting him or they're not willing to share the message of what he actually thinks or believes. How do you do oil change around Belanger wanting a third year, but you don't the Kool-Aid on that, but you don't roll out a permanent 30 for 30, 24 seven around Connor every year of his career. Yeah. (laughs) Brought to you by Pennzoil. Brought to you by Benson and Hedges, the smoking line of Bakersfield. I would love Van. That is a doc mini doc. I'm watching. Just like the look for hedges, the, the search for hedges, the condors present the search for hedges. hundred uh, percent. We should just Google who's a, there's gotta be a prospect coming up whose last name's hedges somewhere. We need him. Plays in the East coast. Yeah, we need him now. I remember the year the Oilers drafted Shatan. They also Bagbuck, Look this up. I bet you I'm right. They also drafted a guy that year named Pope. Oh. I want to say his name was Dave Pope, but we know a Dave Pope, Jay. But I, I swear, Miroslav Shatan's draft year, the others drafted a guy named Pope. And I remember looking at the draft at the end, like in the newspaper the next day, and being like, oh, if that Satan guy and that Pope guy played in the same line, like I'm always, for some reason, on the lookout for yeah, like a hot the rapture. Name. Yeah. So as I'm looking here, we are going back to 1993. It was Wanye oh, when yeah. Miroslav Shatan so was. Wanye in the house. Uh,. Jason Arnett was the Oilers first round pick that year. My gosh, I don't see his name. Was no there Pope a, though, my friend. Was there a Pope the year before? Maybe there was a Pope in the program. Let's have a little look. This is real. we're not well, recording it, it, this. He, he could have just been in the system. I think he not was. necessarily dropped. I think he, I think I was looking at we'll, remembering at the training. We'll let camp. Wanya off the hook here. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll let him off the hook. I mean, it's 1993. That's over 40 years ago. Exactly. Check the math on that. Who the benching uh, and hedges? 40. Yep. Who the smoking line? Yeah, that's right. Here's a free carton of smokes, kids. Brought to you by your non-affiliated friends at Benson and Hedges. Have you tried menthol? They're cool. Not that? advertising, if you're wondering. <laughs> We're not advertising. No, no, no. We're giving away cartons of smokes in Bakersfield. We're not advertising. Well, that's the rumor I hear. If you go to NASCAR events, they just have like like cigarette girls going around just handing out cartons yeah. of cigarettes to everyone who attends. I remember when I was trick-or-treating as a kid, and there was houses just down the street from me where I lived that would hand out darts to kids that were like, 15 years old or whatever no oh, yeah. wow there what? he was probably an old time old days i can i can seal i can still see him in my in, like in my mind he would hand out darts to kids that were around 15 or so still smell them. did you live down the Rick street Smooth, from Virginia big tobacco, tobacco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah i just remember him having like a costco carton sized box of darts and just Those here you the go days. you give yeah. other kids condoms like i don't need these you will soon enough junior you got to look in your eyes something tells me party oh god getting back to connor not wanting to leave please they do need to really this should be the strongest narrative the oilers put out what i would like to see how are they not doing it this is like who the fuck is in charge where you're letting people tell themselves connor mcdavid you're one of an eight-year contract for four trillion dollars wants to leave town worth every penny how little do you respect your fans to not correct that narrative in the marketplace. How yeah. easy for would he could literally hold his phone out and say, I'm Connor McDavid and I want to stay in Edmonton. That's all it would take. It was like, okay, Connor. Do you know what I mean? What I would like to see is the Oilers have Connor, Leon, Nuge stand in front 
and say this as a team. You could put Daryl in there, whoever else is in their core. Stick them there and let them talk about what it means to them to play for the city. Even the Nuge. Of course oh, the Nuge. So that's just to be the Nuge You want to talk about a guy who's a dirt oh, shit? Oh, I know. But he's, I'm just thinking about his, his, his on-camera persona. Hi, my name is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I want to be an Edmonton Oiler. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't think he's as bad as you think. No, I, no, no. I, I just I laugh whenever he's doing the Ford oh, stuff on yeah. the scoreboard. It's like, hey, parents, do you want your kids to play minor hockey? I'm Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I am not drunk. I'm pretty sure I saw him speak at a charity event, and he was great. Was he? Like, he's not going to. How do we not know that then? The, the Nuge has been here for six years. I don't oh, know he does, anything he about does him. He does one event every year. I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about his life. I don't know anything about his personality. I don't know anything about anybody. You got to control like, the narrative. Yeah, he's like, and they talk about, for a city that talks about fucking culture and character as much as they do, who has ever heard or said a bad word about Ryan Nugent Hopkins? It's impossible. It does not happen. It is impossible. I have heard from a source that I trust that when this whole Taylor Hall thing went down, and they drafted Connor. They spoke to Nuge and said, would you be okay if you ended up as the third line center behind Connor and Leon? And He said, all I want to do is play for this team no matter what the role is. If you're the Oilers, how do you not get those sound bites and put them up on the scoreboard when the Oilers get scored? Every time the Oilers get scored on, rather than playing, why can't we be friends? We should be putting up shit like, my name is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I want to be a Stanley Cup winning Oiler. And everybody be like, holy fucking shit. I'm going to go help myself to some more beer. I'd go buy a Nugent jersey. Another one. You know what else I'd do if I was in charge? I have a little folder on my computer, what I think the Oilers need to do, and I'm never going to obviously save it come to light. Why don't you make your beer variable pricing like Dan runs after games? So the more games under 500 the Oilers are, the cheaper beer always is. And why don't you do something where if the oil gets shelled one night, there's a special deal the next night on something so that the narrative goes like, well, the oil lost 6-2. And then somebody comes back and goes, yeah, but beer's only 325 next game. <laughs> Variable pricing, boys. That's what I'm talking about. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I actually thought it was interesting that the Atlanta Falcons, they, uh, their arena, they left their ridiculously low concession stand prices as they were for the Super Bowl. It's the loss leader. I love that idea. Where that it's was, like, I respect that because like, if there's ever a cash grab to be had. Totally. It's, it's that. It's Arthur now it's Blank f- isn't doing it out of the goodness of his heart. No. Well, that's why I shop at Home Depot. Well done. Well, boys, Jared put the stop music on, which I don't think was by accident. <laughs> this was like pretty on topic. No best the worst. Well, should we just bang out a quick no, best? No, 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 no. Let's just leave it like this. Let's just leave Connor it. Connor is staying. Connor is staying. He's staying put, people. We'll see you next week. Real Life Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.